0: Well, we truly are blessed and honored to be a part of this. And there's talk about us going full circle. We had actually met, well, we knew each other beforehand. We went to high school together. I was two years, I'm still am two years older than her. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was the heathen, and she was a Christian cheerleader, and so I was the one that would go out to the... The hill where you go and have your cigarettes and have a cigarette. And she'd always say one day she she lets I saw him going out there in his leather jacket on, and she goes, I thought, how sad. <laughs> you know, and I thought to myself, Oh, you really wanted me though, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so But anyways, but but we're we're blessed and honored. And she's, you know, Jean, Pastor Jean is just she's the one that keeps me straightened out between her and the Holy Ghost. I don't so I don't get off. I always say between her and the Holy Ghost to save me from becoming a granola bar. You know, nuts, fruits, and flakes, (laughs) and so, but um, but we're we're really blessed and honored to be a part of this and and to be back in in the circle and in the company. It's good to have a company, amen. Amen. So I got a couple things on my heart when when Jonah and and Pastor Jonah and and Pastor um, they got up and they Tom and they got up and they shared the, the verse of scripture. Luke 19, I thought to myself, uh, "God, did you forget something?" Because I don't have Luke 19 down. <laughs> and, uh, and so but it does fit, because it's talking about the business and, and carrying out the, the work of the ministry and doing the work of the ministry. And what I have in my heart is it has to do with the vision and it has to do with uh, you know, our personal life, our personal ministry. if, if, I, if I can say that. Um, as, as Pastor Jonah said, we're, we're all called to the ministry. He used, he used that verse of scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. Equipped for the work of the ministry. We're equipped for the work of your ministry. And so we are all ministers. Uh, you know, we're all leaders because leadership is influence. And so we're all called to influence. We're called to lead people to the Lord and, and to lead people in a, in a relationship with, with a God and and so what's on my heart is just to talk about the things that we can face along the way and in 2018 to to get our sights set on the path there's a path for this vision there's a path for this church there's a path for each of us here And our paths cuz we're all here is going to is all has to do with a, a piece of the vision and and so the thing of it is when we think about this year, we're moving into 2018, and the, and the thing that the advantage that we have as as believers that the unbelievers don't have is we can see. In John 14, Jesus talked there, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he's talked about the world, and he says, the world, he says they can't receive him because they need they, they can't receive him because they don't see him, they can't see him. He says, but you See, you know him because he will be with you and he will be within you. And so he's on the inside of us. In John chapter three, verse three, Jesus made the statement and he said, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. And, and so, when we, so that word see, it means to perceive, it means to discern, it means to behold, and it means to discover. And so he's telling them, if you're not born again, you cannot see into the kingdom of God. But when we're born again, we can perceive, we can discern, we can behold, and we can discover the kingdom of God and the things that's in us. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, it talks about eye hasn't seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And so all of us in here, there's things that are prepared for us. There's things that have been prepared to us from our God. And it says, he goes, he says, but they are revealed to us by his Spirit. And he goes, yes, the Spirit searches all things, and it says, and the deep things of God. And the deep things of God that he's referring there to is the hidden things of God. They're hidden, but they're not hidden from us. They're meant for us to discover. So all of us in Him, but they're hidden in Him. And so we are in Christ. So all of us in here, because we are in Christ, there's those hidden things, but they're not hidden from us. So we can see because Jesus said, you know, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. But now that we're born again, we can see. And so the fact that we can see there's a path out there for each of us for this year. There's an eternal path for us, all all of us out here. And so the fact that that path is out there and we are meant to see that path. We are meant to see what God. So all of us have the ability to see. We have the gift of sight. And it comes from the Spirit of God. It comes from the Spirit of God on the inside of us. So we can see things that the world can't see. As a matter of fact, what we can see is we can see into the kingdom of God. And the only way we're going to succeed in life is to be able to perceive and grab a hold and see into the kingdom of God. Because that's our path. That's our destiny. That's where we're going. It's an eternal path we're on. We are all created by God, and we are created for God. And we are all created for eternity. And so we are all called here to impact eternity. But we're called as a spirit-filled, as spirit-filled believers, we are called to impact eternity supernaturally with signs, wonders, and miracles. And and as, and as Pastor John has said many times, it's the whole body of Christ that's going to be doing it. It's not just going to be the Lone Ranger. It's not going to be just one person. The whole body of Christ. And so there's places that, that you can go that I can't go. But we should all be flowing in the supernatural. We should all be flowing in the power of God. And we should be fully expecting to flow in that supernatural. Fully expecting to flow in the power of God anticipation that, that when I lay hands on somebody, they're going to recover. If I speak the word to somebody, they're going to be set free. And so, But we all have a path. We all, we all have a destiny. The Apostle, so we want to be able to see, we want to be able to find that path and see that path. The Apostle Paul talked about in Philippians chapter 3, he talked about forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. And so we, what we have to do is that we look back and we've all made mistakes this past year. We've all we've all blown it this past year. We, but the whole thing is one of the things that we have to realize is the past is the past. We can't reproduce the past, but we're out there. So the apostle Paul says, I forget those things the behind. And he says, and I'm reaching forward to those things that are ahead. He says, There's things out there I'm reaching for it, but if I'm going to reach for something, I have to be able to see it. If I say to someone, reach out and grab that. And they would say, you know, they kind of look, and all that that right there, reach out and grab that. Just take a hold of that, reach for that, grab that. You know, and they'll say, you know, they kind of look at you. No, no, reach and grab it. Reach out and take that. They say, but I can't see it. I don't see what you're talking about. But the Apostle Paul says, I'm reaching for those things that are ahead. I'm reaching forward to those things that are out there. So like, there's things out there for me. There's things out there for you. You go, well, what are they? You can see them. You see them, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your spirit. Apostle Paul talked about, he said that prayer in Ephesians um, chapter 1. He says, the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened so that you can know, so that you can see, so that we can discern, that you can know the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit, so we can see with our spirit. We can see from the inside. And the whole thing is, everything that's out there, you're going to see it in here first. I'm going to see it in here first. Before I see it out there, i got to see it in here. And a lot of people are saying, I, I don't see what God has for me. No, but it's in here. It's in here. It's on the inside. And one of the ways we draw those things off from the inside, from the inside, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he talks about praying in other tongues. He says, if I pray in another tongue, I'm not speaking to God, but to men. I mean, but to, not to men, but to God. And it goes on and it says, however, in the spirit, I'm speaking mysteries. He says, however, in the Spirit, in the Spirit, I'm speaking. In the Spirit, I'm speaking mysteries. But in the Spirit, those mysteries are, mean plans and purposes. And so when I pray in our praying the Holy Ghost, I am praying out plans and purposes. But the gift we have that other people don't have is that we can interpret what we're praying in the Holy Ghost. God will open up and He will unveil and show us what we're praying in the Holy Ghost. So we can, we can pray those things. And there's things out there that, that we can see. There's things out there that God will, God will show us. And so when we think about this path, and we think about this vision, and we think about what's out there, and, and, and Pastor John and, and Deb, they, they see things. There's out that God has shown him things. He's shared, he shared some of the things that, that he has seen and that he's, he's shown. And so those things are out there, and for each of us individually, there's things in our life that God has shown us that we see, and so we can see those things out there. But something we a lot of times we don't take into account is that those things that are out there, all we see is the, the end results. We're getting ready to go to Kenya. And so we're, we get, we've gotten our itinerary and we pretty much know what we're going to be doing and where we're going to minister. So, I, so we can, I can begin to see. I God is starting to show me this is what you can do, a minister. But a lot of times, the things we don't ever look at, we don't take into account. We see the results. We see the, the manifestations. We see, we see what we want to accomplish and what God has shown us we can accomplish and what He has for us. But a lot of times, we don't see what we're going to face along the way. Because a lot of times, we don't want to see that. Like what? The giants. The giants. The fortified cities. All the ites. There's so many different ites. And what are, what are the ites? They're, they're, op- they're opposing the purpose of God. They're coming against they're coming against the, the purpose of God. You have the religiousites. You have the strifeites. You have the lack of moneyites. You have you have a doctor report ite. You have you have a, a broken relationship ite. And so all those things are, are set in our path by the enemy. He talked about landmines one morning where that they're talking about those things being out there. And so all those things are not they're not sent by God. God didn't put those things there. So God didn't, when they, when they went to, we're going to read here in a little bit, but when they went out to take the land to possess the land, there was what? There was giants there. There was fortified cities there. God didn't put those giants there. He didn't put those fortified cities there, but they were there. And God says, this is where you're going to go. And the giants were there. But the whole thing is we can take down the giants and we can take down, we can take down the fortified cities. And so, and so all those things the enemy will put out there, he will, he will stick it out there to, to hinder us. Those out there, they're supposed to slow us down. They're, spo- they're out there to distract us. What are they? The attacks. The attacks that the enemy puts out there. They will distract you off your purpose. And that's just what he wants. Because what do they do? They, they minister what? All those things that come into our life, all those things that, that are roadblocks, the, the primary thing they minister to us is fear. And because if He can get us into fear, He can paralyze us. And really what, you have faith, and you have faith in God, but you have fear, and it's faith in what the devil says. And the whole thing is, that's why we need to be listening to God and hearing God. But He puts that fear out there, and the thing of it is, all of us in here, we are all going to face fear. We are all going to have marvelous opportunity to be afraid and to deal with fear. If you look at me to to, uh, Psalm 56, Psalm 56, beginning in verse 1. He says, Be merciful to me, O God, for man will swallow me up. Fighting all day he oppresses me. He says, My enemies would hound me all, all day. There are many who will fight against me, O Most High. So he's talking about, and of course he's talking about is David here. And of course, David was not some weak knee man. I mean, when you take out a lion, and you take out a bear, and you take down Goliath, I mean, it's like, what could that, how could that guy ever deal with fear? In a verse, verse 3, he says, whenever I am afraid. He says, whenever I am afraid. He says, whenever I am afraid. And so we deal with Fear. Fear, you can't say, I'll never fear anything. I'll never be afraid. Yeah, people say, because fear is coming at you, you think you failed. The enemy say, well, I've seen all your fear now, so it's all over for you. You know, you just might as well hang it up because you're a weak need Christian. But David said, whenever I am afraid, what do you say? I will trust in you. You're going to deal with fear, but what you do with the fear is what's going to make the difference. As long as you're walking this walk, you know, and it's amazing. Every time you, we make a decision, I am going wholeheartedly after God this time because you just got knocked down. And as soon as you, you know, as soon as you make a decision, so there's a vision here. So we're going out after this vision. We're going to go out and, and, and do this vision that God placed there. So we're going to go out and do it. And we're going to accomplish it. And the devil says, oh, you think so, huh? Anything that you, you try to do for God, the enemy will say, so you think so, huh? And, and he will put he will put those things in you, in, in in you to try to make you fear. He says, he goes, whenever I am afraid, so he deals with fear, he goes, I'll trust in you. He says, In God, I'll praise his word. In God I have put my trust. And then he but he made this statement. He says, I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. We we have to say that. And not only that, we have to we have to speak to fear. Because fear is a spirit. And fear is a paralyzer. And fear will mess with your head. And fear, because it's meant to keep us distracted. In, in 2009, was one day, and, I, and I, got, I got, I started getting really sick. And let me, let me say this. He said, before I share this, he said, I'm going to trust in your word. And so the main thing we have to do, if we're going to walk this walk and do this, if you're going to fulfill your God-given purpose, your eternal purpose, you have to walk around, follow the Word of God. Filled up with the Word of God. Filled up with the Spirit of God. Because the main thing, what takes place, you see, because when, when you're squeezed, when, a, when you, you take a ketchup, ketchup bottle, you squeeze that ketchup bottle, and what comes out of that ketchup bottle? Ketchup. ketchup. Why? Because it's full of what? Ketchup. ketchup. If I'm full of the Word of God, and when life begins to squeeze me, and it's going to squeeze us, I'm sure there's plenty of you in here right now, this past, in the past month, you have been squeezed. and but So when you get squeezed, I found out, so when, when life squeezes me, what comes up out of my mouth is going to de- determine what I'm full of. And so that Word comes out of my mouth, I'm full of that word. If, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? Oh my gosh, we're gonna go down this time. I just know it. I just knew it. The money's not gonna come in this time. I just knew it. And so with, with this, and so it was it was in two thousand nine. And and all of a sudden I just I just started feeling sick and I felt I was feeling achy and I remember I, I I work out and run long distance and I thought, well, if I feel junky, just go out and sweat it out. So I got my stuff on, I went out and ran and and all of a sudden I just felt worse and worse and so I just I thought, you know, I can't do this. And so I got home and, and, and did GMA's dinner for me. And I was sitting there, and I thought, i got a fever. I can just tell us. So I went out and took my temperature, and I had a, I had a temperature of 101. And I thought, oh, well, we just, it's just a virus. i got to shake this thing off. And so, and so, I, so I, the next day, I got up in the morning. And I, I worked at the hospital, and, and I had to get up at like 2.30 in the morning to go and work. And so I got up. I went to work, and I, and I, you know, I had, took my temperature, and I still had a fever. And I thought, well, I just, I gotta go. I got, I've gotta be there. And I worked, and I, it was Thursday. I went to work, and I thought, not really shaking this thing. And it come Friday morning, it was Easter weekend, and I thought, you know, and that was Good Friday. I thought, you know, I thought I, I need to go to the doctor. I thought this is there's something wrong. I couldn't go to the bathroom, and everything was everything was just not working good and not working right. And so I, I. Um, and so I, I, went to, I went to the doctor, and it and, uh, and and end up being, um, was my prostate. Just great, your prostate. <laughs> I mean, it's always a great testimony to give. Talk about your prostate. Going on. <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, I, we're going to pick another part. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but anyways, the, the doctor said, you know, you are so inflamed. So I have I got to give you some, you know, take, you know, four ibuprofen, four times a day. And it was, I'm going to give you some antibiotics. It's, it's probably, it seemed there's an infection. And that, and so, and it says, and then we're going to do a PSA test on you just to see where your PSA levels are. And, and so, and so I, that was good Friday, and I went through the weekend, and, and it was Monday, they had called, and I, wasn't, I missed the call. And so, Tuesday morning. So, previous to this, I was believing God for healing in another area. And so, one thing I know is that the Word of God is like medicine to my flesh. And so one thing I know about the Word of God, see, the Word of God is alive and full of power. It makes it active and energizing and effective. So if I take the Word of God, so if it's medicine in my flesh, so if I take scriptures in and keep taking scriptures in, it's like taking an antibiotic. If I keep taking an antibiotic, even though I can't work that antibiotic, I just by faith believe the antibiotic, that, that medicine is working in my body. And so, I, and so I, previously I've been taking this, the Word in. And, and in the area of healing. And so I, I had a CD that was all about healing scriptures, and I, I just listened to it all the time. I'd I I go to bed at night, and I'd listen to it. And so then, so it was Tuesday, Tuesday morning, the doctor calls me up and says, well, we got your PSA results back. And I says, okay. And, and he uh, said, well, it's not good. And so a PSA, man, anything, you know, anything over four is starting to get into the higher levels. You start getting, getting up to eight, and you start getting up to nine, you start getting up to 10 and 11, you get up in that area, and it's probably you know, a, a good chance that it could be cancer. And so she said, well, your PSA is 53.6. And said, as a matter of fact, just to be perfectly honest, when I examined your, your, your gland, I believe there was a tumor in there. I could feel a tumor in there or right, some nodules in there. And hung up the phone, my battle was not with my prostate gland. My battle was with fear. And so that, that, that fear just it, just, it came at me. But, but the thing about was, I've been taken in Scripture. And I can remember the first thing I did. I said, You spirit of fear. I said, The first thing I go, I will not die, and I'll not, and, and I, and I shall live. And I said, And I will not lose my gland. <laughs> I said, I need my gland. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, And that's not going to happen. And so, I remember going up the stairs, because I had worked, you know, seven, eight hours in the, in the middle of the night. And I went up the stairs, and, and I, and I grabbed that, those CDs, those healing, healing scriptures, stuck them in my ear, and turned it on. And I thought, I, because what was, what, what was taking place then? Well, what I did is I started walking through my funeral. I saw my funeral four. I kept seeing my funeral. And I just kept hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. And I knew I was dealing with fear. And I said, fear, you, you will not. I said, fear, you have to go. Fear, I will not bow down to you. And so, and so they told me, you know, you got to get with a specialist. And so I, I called the, 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 the specialist up and I said, I need to make an appointment with you. And they, they said, okay, well, we can get you in in about three weeks. I said, well, I said, to tell you the truth, I said, the doctor told me my PSA is 53.6. Just a minute. <laughs> they said, we'll see you Wednesday. And this was Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow. I went there and, and, and the doctor says, you know, there's nothing we can do now. We can't go in there and, and see if it's cancer or not. And he says, we're just going to have to get all that inflammation down and all that. You know, and I thought to myself, good. I thought, I've got time for the word. And so, and my biggest battle was fear that all of a sudden is like, well, this is it now. The thoughts would come. See, the thoughts come. And see, you know, I thought my battle was not with that prostate gland. My battle was not with a, with a chance of having cancer. My battle was with the thoughts. My battle was with fear. Fear is a paralyzer, and it doesn't matter what it is. You can have a broken relationship, and, and the enemy will get in there and tell you, not because that relationship is broken, you can't move on. You can't be used in ministry. He'll tell you, he'll tell you well, no, there's, a, there's a lack of money and a lack of finance, so you might as well just forget it because it's never going to come in. And, you, and what's he doing? He's distracting us. He's trying to get us off our course and off our purpose. And so, to, to make a long story short, and so I just spent that month doing in the Word all the time. I'd get up in the morning, i go, heal heel man goes to work. I'd get up in the morning, i go, heel man goes out and runs. So I'd get my stuff on a run. I'd be out, and I was in pain. I mean, I'll tell you, I was not feeling good. And I'd go out and mow the lawn. A heel man mows the lawn. And so I'd go out and mow it. And think, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, this is, this is just hard. And, and I kept, you know, of course, you know, you got the medicine. You will know, thank God for medicine. Amen. And, and um, you know, thank God for doctors. And, you know, they're there to help us. And they're there to, to fight the same thing, with the same enemy we are—sickness and disease—and and that we can overcome it. And so, and as time went on, and pretty soon, I thought—I remember there was a day before I had to go and get tested, and uh, and they—and um, so I was supposed to go, and they're going to test, they're going to find out if it was cancer or not. And so I can remember my, at that time, my mom—I I was working for my dad—and she had dropped me off. She said, well, "We'll be praying for you tomorrow." And I thought, for what? You know, and all of a sudden I sudden to realize, oh, I got the doctor's appointment tomorrow. Didn't even think about it. Why? Because I wasn't dealing with the fear anymore. To make a long story short, and so I go to the doctor, and he goes, and they did another PSA. And so I did the doctor, and he goes, wow. He looks, and he goes, your PSA is 3.75. And all that time, I kept speaking to my PSA and said, you're going to go down. PSA, you have got to go down. You are gonna. And I thought at that time, I go, if you say, you say 25, I'm going to be happy. At least it's going down, you know. And so it's 3.75, and he examined me, and he goes, it's perfect. He goes, there's nothing there. He goes, it's just as perfect. As he kept saying congratulations. He thought, he kept looking at me and goes, congratulations. You know, that was the word of God. That went in there. And so the word of God. So, and so, so when I was squeezed, the word came out. And so when you get squeezed, the word, the, the word needs to come out. And so, so we, but the whole thing is, but what was I basing my faith on? What God said. And so that's going to lead me over here to Numbers chapter t- uh, 13. Because we have to remember what God said. We have to remember God, God gave, him, gave him a vision for this river valley. Of course, it really started out years ago in a farmhouse. Yes. And, 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 it, and it was a vision there. And so there, there's, a, there's this vision. And so, but we have to remember, what do what you we putting our faith in? What God said. And so we go here to number 13, and it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan. He says, Which I am given to the children of Israel, each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. And then we'll go down to verse 17. He says, then Moses sent them out to spy the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into the south and go up into the mountains and see what the land is like. Just take note of that. He said, and see what the land is like. He says, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests or not. And he says, be of good courage, be of good courage. He said, be of good courage. Be of good courage. Why? Because what you might see there. But be of good courage, he said. And he says, and he goes. He goes. Be of good courage and bring back some fruit of the land. Now the time of the season of uh, the first ripe uh, of the first ripe ripe grapes. And then we go down to verse twenty five. He says, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron, all the congregation, the children of Israel, in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, and they brought back word to them. Notice what it says. He brought back word to them, to all the congregation, and it says, and they showed them the fruit of the land. And then they told him, he said, we went, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows the milk and honey, and this is the fruit. Nevertheless, this is where danger gets in. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, he says, dwell on the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Well able to overcome it. Well able to overcome it. And it goes on, but the men who had gone up with them said, We are not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, saying, The land which we have gone out of spies is a land that devours the inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. He says, There we saw the giants and descendants of Anak there from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So we look at that. We'll go back. Verse 1. And it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses. There's something that stuck out with me of that. It said, The Lord spoke to Moses. And we'll see this more as we go along. You notice it didn't say, The Lord spoke to the congregation of children of Israel. It didn't say, The Lord spoke to Moses or Aaron. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses. The Lord spoke. He gave the Lord spoke to Moses. He spoke to Moses. He didn't speak to the congregation of children of Israel. He had, he had those that weren't alongside to help, but he spoke to Moses. He gave the vision to, to Moses. He gave the, the vision to go up and, and, and do it. And notice what it else is said there. He goes, send men to spy out the land which I'm given to the children of Israel. They weren't supposed to go up there and see whether or not they could take that land. Matter of fact, you go in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and you read in Deuteronomy chapter 1, it says they were supposed to go up there and see by the way which we are to go. Not whether or not we can take it or not. We we're just supposed to see the way which we were to go, are to go. And you see, because why? Because why could Joshua and Caleb stand and say, we can do this? Why? Because God said it. God said it. God spoke prophet- prophetically in the 1940s. You know, that, was our, that was spoken out there. That was, that was the word of God. And God and God will see that this this comes to pass. Amen. But here's here's the thing. He needs some Joshuas. He needs some Caleb's. He needs those and say we can do it. We are more able to do it because here's the thing. You know, and I think I think Pastor Jonah said it. You know, he's on he's out he's out in front. He goes they're out in front. You know they're they're together they're one they're out in front. He's going to get hit. You know, and the whole thing is he's not going to come and tell us he got hit. You know, you, you, you know, as pastors, as preachers, you know when you go in the pulpit, you don't wear your feelings on your sleeves. <laughs> you know, you got to belly it up. You got to go deep. You got to belly up and go. And so you need some Joshua and Caleb following you, following you. And so, but he says, and he goes, but they're just supposed to see what the land is like. They're just supposed to see the way we should go. That's all. You see, and they said, well, we can't do it. They came back. And here's the whole thing. While we have to be people of faith. Matter of fact, just go over to Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 1 real quick. And in, um go to verse 26. Nevertheless, you would not go up and rebelled against the command of the Lord, and you complained in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us, He has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the land of the Amorites to destroy us. He says, Where can we go up? He says, Our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying." Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying. Our brethren have discouraged our brothers, our brethren were saying something and they discourage us. That's why we need to be people who we are. See, there's, we have to recognize who we're not. Number one, we're not Moses. But we need to be Joshua and Caleb. We don't want to be the children of Israel. We don't want to be the one, the congregation of the children of Israel. We don't want to be the ones that, that would hinder the process, that would distract the process. That would distract going up. Because it's just like. You know the vision is out there. And see the difference between this vision. And some other visions. That are out there. This vision is comprised of. Signs. Wonders. And miracles. This vision is comprised of the. Supernatural. And that's where we're to walk. That's where God's called all of us in here. If you're in here, you're all, We're all called to walk in the supernatural. We're all called to walk in the miraculous. We're all called to walk in that level and in that place. And so, when you make a determination in your life that God is going to use me, use me, yeah, He's going to use you in those areas. He's going to use us in those areas. But we, but as we all go together, you see, and then we grow the kingdom of God because it's all about the kingdom of God. And so, but as we do that, the vision gets completed. The vision gets accomplished along the way but we don't want to be a hindrance to it God told me he spoke, he spoke to my heart he says you ought to be the best follower he has because you know what it's like not to be followed <laughs> <laughs> amen us, us ministers us, but all of us in here we should be the best follower he has we should be there you know we're, we're behind you and we're, and we're, and we're going to do this we're going to accomplish this we're going we're gonna to accomplish this together and so, and so but God told him to go and Joshua says, we are, we are well able to overcome it. We're going to overcome this thing. We're going to get this thing. We're going to capture this thing. And, and so when we, look at, when we look at this, but you notice something else. Again, I said it earlier. God sent them right through where the giants were. He sent them right through where the fortified cities are. Those walls up in the cities. I'm sure it's safe to say there's going to be cities that say, "Well, oh, you think you're coming in here? You're not going to come in here." There's going to be there's going to be fortified walls out of there. But the whole thing is that we believe in the supernatural. We believe in the power of God. You know, God's got supernatural ways to bring walls down. The walls of Jericho. He's got ways to bring walls down, and he's got ways he's got ways to get the goods. He's got ways to get things, and so and so the same thing in your life. The same thing in what you're, what you're setting out to do and, your, and your, your passions and your desires and your vision. You say, well, how do I know what I'm called to do? I don't even know what my calling is. What's your passions? What's your desires? What's your dream? You see, in, in Psalm 37, it says there, he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But it says, delight yourself, and he'll give you desires. You know, we think, yeah, I'm going to get all my desires. Well, that's, that's true. But it says he'll give you desires. He will give you desires. He will put desires in your heart. And so those things that you see, you see yourself doing, not with these eyes, with the eyes of your heart, those things you see yourself doing, and you think to yourself, I could never do that. But if you're seeing that from the inside, God put it there. Yeah. God put it there. Yes. God put it there. And so you can see that, and you can carry those things out. I can carry those things out. We are to carry those things out, but they won't go without opposition. They won't go without, without but God would lead me through the giants? Yeah. Because here's the, here's the thing. God will never lead you into something that would destroy you. Amen. But where He leads you, he's, you're already equipped to take it down. He knows you are fully equipped to take it down. You are fully equipped to conquer Whatever he's leading me, whatever he's leading Pastor Gene and I to do, we, we are equipped. We are equipped to do it. We are equipped to, you know, you mean he'd lead me into battle? Yeah, he'd lead you into battle. But your intent is to, to win the battle. He won't, he won't, he don't bring it. You know, it's just like, you know, disease. He, didn't, he doesn't bring cancer on people. Amen. We, gotta, we have to realize that. But we have to realize that his will is for everyone to be healed that 's the absolute will of God Amen. that we walk in divine health absolute will of God, Amen. and so that we that we are there that we walk in divine health, and so the whole thing about healing you know the thing you have to realize about healing too is the process you know you get you've got the miraculous but hey I always when i 'm dealing with something i 'll be better today than I was yesterday, even though it doesn't, i 'll be better today than I was yesterday yes. you know and and so but we have, we have to do it, but we all have we all have Things in our heart, things that God has put in us heart. We, we, have a, we have a path to take, a destiny to do, a race to run, a course that we're on, and we're meant to finish it. Through A long life, I'll satisfy you and show you your, His salvation, show you my salvation. I always say, You're satisfied? And that was one of the scriptures I, I'd stand on. And it's amazing because I'd listen to scriptures all night long. As soon as I wake up, they're off, I hit the button again, and I sleep with scriptures. You know, and, and I always find myself waking up at some of the same scriptures. And see, well, long life, you satisfy me and show me his salvation. I thought, I thought, you know what? I've got a course to run. I have a race to go. You know, and thank God for a wife that wouldn't pity part of me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and because, you know, I mean, you know, here's the thing. You can tell about it. But from the point that you start until the point that you get your manifestation... I heard Lindsay Roberts has said this one time. She's watching Jerry Seville on TV. And he, and, she, and he says, what do you call that from the time you start, I believe I receive, until you get to the point that you receive? He goes, what's, what's that gap in between called? You know, and she says, I threw my shoe at the TV. She goes, it's hell, Jerry. I'm just telling you, it's hell. <laughs> and that, because that, that part is the part we always see, but that walking through it. That the things that, that you encounter, you got doctor's reports, you got symptoms, you got things that you're dealing with in those areas. Those are very real, and that's called war, that's called a battle. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So he's given us weapons, he's given us word, he's given us the gifts of the spirit, he's given us the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so we can pray in the Holy Ghost. But the most powerful things he's given us is his word. And we can conquer with his word. We can we can overcome with his word. And so and so. There's going to be things along the way. There's going to be things that's going to be encountered along the way. But the God, the giants, weren't a problem. You know, God didn't even talk about the giants. He didn't even say, oh, by the way, look out for the giants. You know, there's going to be giants here, everybody. There's going to be giants, but watch out for the... He didn't even talk about it. All he says is, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to them. It's already a done deal. It was already a done deal, so I'm giving it to you. And so there's a vision. And so, and so there's a river valley. And, in a, in a, in a, and as far as God, it's already a done deal. It's, it's, already, it's already there. It's already had. The things that, you, that God has called you to do. And we're all a part of this somewhere. If it's, if it's you know, whatever, some part and parcel, we all have a part of this. You know the whole thing is it talks about the church in Ephesians chapter one, it talks about the church and the, and the, you know when that that prayer that Paul had prayed, that I mentioned earlier, the eyes of your understanding that you may know, he says the hope of his calling and the glorious riches of his inheritance in the saint, which really means his glorious way of life, and it says and the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. You look at that in the amplified Bible, and he says he says the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing power that's in and for us who believe in and for us who believe in and for us. He goes on and talks about it's for the church. He goes, that power, and he goes, he goes, it's the same power. Listen to this. It's the same power He says that he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He's saying, so that same power that he exerted in Christ, that same power that when Jesus was laying on that tomb, that same power that he put in him when he raised him from the dead, he's saying that same power is not only for you, that same power is in you. We all have that resurrection power on the inside of us. And so we have that that we have that on in us and so it's in us and so it but it's, it's for the church but the whole thing is and so even if everybody in this church you know for this church to go in power each individual person has to go in power because we are all the church and so we need to walk in that power amen we can walk in that power we can have that power and, and that's what this and that's what this vision is 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 about about what how do we see it how do we see what we encounter how do we see the things that that we're going to face that we're going to come up against because with them they said what he says there we saw he goes he goes, the, the land through which we have gone despised, the land of bowers' habits, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. And he goes on, he says, and, and he goes, and there we saw the giants. They are looking at the giants. We saw the giants, and the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And he says, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Yes. What are we looking at? What, do, what are you looking at in your course of life? The whole thing is, is... Because what we focus on and what we look at is, is what's going to become our reality. And so we can't focus. We can't focus on the, on, the, on the obstacles. We can't focus on the giants. We can't focus on the fortified cities. We have to focus on what? The land that I'm giving you. The land that I'm giving you. And so then it goes on. you go to chapter 14. I'll start wrapping this up. In chapter 14. He says, So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or only if we had died in the wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this, this land to fall by the sword, and that our wives and children should become victims? Would it be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. One group we never want to be a part of is the selected leader group. Amen. Let us select a new leader group. Let us, be aware of the group that will come and say, let us select a new leader. Because after all, you know, don't, don't like the direction this is going. Don't, don't, I, w- I wouldn't do this this way, but you're not Moses. I'm not Moses. And I'd, I've never seen anyone ever prosper that was in the select a new leader group. Never have. Never have. Never have. And in, in, in walking with God for, for over, over 35 years, I, I've seen enough select the new leader group. <laughs> I've never seen it. And I've had opportunity to be in the select the new leader group. I was asked to join the select new leader group. And I'll never forget it. It was, at, it was at Communion Saints. I think we had built, we had built a, the fellowship hall. We were getting ready to build a fellowship hall. And, and there was a couple there, and one had just be, you know, had become a deacon, and, and we were at a Bible study. And they said, you know, we were running, we could talk with you. They said, you know, we, you know you, you, you're almost like saying, you know, you're, you're pretty spiritual, you know. And I was just dumb enough then to listen to them, you know. And so, and they started, and they started talking against Moses. They started talking against the vision and, and, and where it was going. And I can remember, you know, you, you, you left there and you thought, you know, what is this? You know, and, and thoughts come. You, you have to you have to understand how the holy. We have to understand how the Holy Ghost operates, and, and how he doesn't operate. And so I I can remember they they had uh they had talked to us, and then then somebody else that was supposedly spiritual. And I can remember I talked to them, and it was about the same thing. So finally, I thought, why don't we just talk to Moses? Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Well, you know, I go why why am I listening to them? And and these and these and these people I remember one night we were at a, at a church service at a, on a Sunday night and they were behind me and they're still going after this whole thing and I could, and I remember they're sitting behind, behind us and they're and they're talking in our ear talking in our ear and just and just going for it you know the the whole thing and, and that and I can remember the Holy Ghost he just spoke to me loud he says that is demonic and he goes and get away from it and don't ever listen to it again and so we talked to him and he went and confronted them but I'd never seen it. it never went well with them and I've seen it unless you repent. Unless you, unless we repent. Amen? I mean, it's all it takes is repentance. But we're, we're going to, this, this vision is going to flow in the supernatural and, and the power of God. There needs to be unity. And, and he does not need to be distracted. She does not need to be distracted with that stuff. And we, but we have to expose the enemy. We have to realize, if, if somebody comes to you and, and decides, you know, I don't like the way this is going, or what, just cut that off right away. Cut it off right away. As a pastor, I know all about that stuff. Just cut it off. It's a destroyer. It'll destroy you, and it'll destroy your work. Try to destroy a work. You can't ever destroy a work. You can't destroy a work of God. Many times I, I've operated in fear because I thought, well, you know, this happens or that happens, and then you know, this the church we go to, the, the church, the church would just shut down, you know, then all that. And then I became I became aware of the fact that you know, there's there's not a man on the face of earth that has got enough power to shut the church, a work of God down. And I feel sorry for the ones that think they got enough power to shut a work down. Because it doesn't go good and it doesn't go well. And I can remember, I thought, one day I was thinking about that. I thought, yeah, well, the only one that could really has any, any, could ever shut this work down was me. I thought, because I, I, could, I could close it. I mean, I could just shut it down. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you've got enough power to shut this church down. He goes, You can't shut this work down. Goes, I could shut the church down, but I can't shut the work down. He says, You go ahead and close the door and I'll open another door. You can't, you can you can you can't shut, you can't shut a work of God down. You know, and so and so we yeah, and so and so we want to be a part, we wanna be the Joshua, and we wanna be the Caleb, and we need to realize that we're gonna go through things in our personal life, and that's gonna distract us and get us off. But we need to in clo- include last scripture, and I'm gonna close it with this in Acts chapter twenty. Will God lead us to the giants? Will God, God lead us in battle? Will God lead us into trouble? Again, God does not bring God, God's not the author of trouble. He's not the author of, of trials and tribulations. Jesus says, "In this world, in this world, you will have trials. In this world you will have tribulations. In this world you, have, you will find frustration. In this world you will have distress. But he says, "But be of good cheer. He says, "Because I have overcome this world and I' have deprived it of power to harm you." And so, the thing we have to do in our lives and the things we have to do is we have to stay focused. And that's the whole thing. What do we see? Do we see the giants? Do we see the fortified cities? Do we see the, the doctor's report? Do we see the lack in a, of finance or whatever it could be in our lives? And, and so, but the Apostle Paul says in, in Acts 20, verse 22, he goes, and see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. He goes, I, am bo- I have to go. I am bound to the Spirit to Jerusalem. He goes, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He's already told me in every city saying, chains and tribulation await you, await me. Chains and tribulation await me. He says, and so when you go, it's like I said, we got, we got this trip to Africa and so one of the things the Lord you know, beginning to talk to me about, he says, you know, you need to be praying but you need to think about we went there one other time and all of a sudden, you know, you, you kind of forget about the stuff you'd, you'd come up against. You know, the, the things that, that will, will throw you off in the left field and, and get you off your assignment and get you out. And everybody in here, you have an assignment and so it'll get you off your assignment. But what did he say here? He says what? But none of these things move me. He goes, none of these things move me. He goes, there's chains, there's, there's tribulation, there's trial, there's stuff, there's junk that's waiting for me there. But he says, but none of these things move me. Not a one of these things move me. Why? He says, he goes, nor do I count my life dear to myself. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. He says, so I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry for which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace. He says though thing he goes, I'm on a mission. He says, I got a purpose. I have destiny. I'm on these He goes, and there's stuff that's going to be waiting for me there. There's stuff that's going to probably happen to me. Of course, we know the Apostle Paul. I thought of any just a measure of what he went through, we go through, we would have been done and gone for a long time ago. And that, and so, but you know, you you go through things, and you face things, and you encounter things, you know, and you're going to want to quit. I can, you know, if I had a, you know, a dollar for every time I quit, I'd be ready to retire. (laughs) And that, you know, every time I felt like quitting. But here's the thing, you get ready to quit, and you want to, you want to you just give it all up and cash it all in, but there's something on the inside. Yeah. There's something on the inside that won't let you quit. There's, and that's where you got to go deep. You got to, you got sometimes, you know, you know, deep calls on the deep, you know, and so, and, and, the, and there's more in there the hidden things of God, the deep things of God that are, that are down in there. But if you go deep, you won't quit. If you go deep, you'll keep on going. Mm-hmm. And that, Bree says, they don't move me. He goes, they don't move me. He's I've got I've got a race to finish here. I got, see, what it's all about. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about the kingdom of God. And if we're going to succeed in life, we have to live in and out of the kingdom of God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. He goes, and all these things will be added to you. But we have to seek first the kingdom of God. If you and I are going to see, are, are going to succeed, we have to operate within the kingdom of God, within the perimeters of the kingdom of God. That word kingdom means system. It means government. It means, it, it, it means his ways. And so he says, he goes, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the government of God. Seek ye first the system of God. And he says, and everything you need will be added to you. You know why? Because we we don't we don't live we don't we don't live we're in, live in this world but we're not of this world and so it's not my kingdom. This world is not my system, even though I'm in it. But I have another system. It's called the heavenly system, and that. And I heard somebody one time. They were they were in Jamaica and they were and they were in all these streets and everything and all the and all the poverty was there. And no, it was in. Um, um, Tahiti and, and they said we're all these streets and also, also we seen this, this great big building this great big matching building and he asked he goes he goes what is that building over there they go oh, that's the US embassy and he says and also he says I also I saw something he says if they have need if they don't come out to this system to get their need they call home they call home to America and they call home and it goes and they get what they need from from the, the the U.S. embassy calls home. Well, we have a home. They call their government. They call their system and say, "This is what we need here." Well, we have a system. We have heaven, and we can call on heaven in our in our personal lives, no matter what it is, because we are not we're not our life is not based on this system. God's not moved by this system. He's not moved by what he sees out there. He's not moved by by the economy, whether it rises or falls. There's plenty. There's plenty. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we give you praise and glory and honor. We thank you, Father, that... that that your word is true, your word is alive and it's full of power. We thank you for, for this vision. We thank you for the purpose of God in this vision. And we thank you Father ahead of time that it's going to be fulfilled. And I, we thank you Father that there's no weapon formed against it that will prosper. Every tongue that will rise up against it, it will be proven to be wrong because that's the heritage of serving servant of the Lord. We thank you that, that this vision, we thank you that each person, each one of us in here that we're more than conquerors, we're overcomers, we're winners, we, we win in every given situation. And we thank you Father God that the plan and the purpose that you have for each of us. We decree and we say, if the Word of God said decree a thing, and it will be established. So we decree that uh, that this vision is fulfilled. We decree that the, our the vision for our lives are fulfilled, and we decree it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Amen.